0: This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Paul Hanson. Thurley Ruxton by Philip Viral Miguels. Chapter 30 A Plenipotentiary Begs for the third time thoroughly faced a species of dread behind the reception-room door. The baron was there, alone. "'He's uh, as little as a Christmas-tree candle,' Alice assured her, smoothing the girl's wondrous golden hair by way of allaying her nervous apprehensions. "'You needn't be afraid of handling him, just as uh, you wish. You could blow him out with a whiff.' If you could only help me a little thoroughly, said, her smile rather faint and forced, you would know in a moment whether I'd better tell him or not that I'm sorry I just look so like the princess. Alice patted her affectionately on the cheek. If a girl who did what you did today cannot trust to guidance of her instincts and judgments, she ought to be abandoned to her fate, that's all you'll know what to say and do, and whatever you decide, be sure, my dear, I'll accept it and be content. Now go along. I'll finish reading of your uh, heroic contact in the evening star. Oh, it isn't half true, not half of all of that stuff, said Thurley, reddening, reddening guiltily, at the thought of the lurid account already in the New York press concerning the collision on the road. I DON'T SEE WHERE THEY EVER GET SO MUCH. GO ALONG, SAID ALICE, AND REMEMBER, THIS LITTLE CLOTHESPIN OF A BARON IS NOT A SIXTY-HORSEPOWER AUTOMOBILE. ONE OF THE SERVANTS OPENED THE DOOR TO THE ROOM WHERE THE BARON WAS IN WAITING, THOROUGHLY ENTERED IN GIRLISH TREPIDATION, INSTANTLY CONVINCED THAT THE BARON WAS EIGHT FEET TALL AND A HUNDRED AND FIFTY HORSEPOWER AT LEAST the man was little only in his stature his genuine size could not have been concealed or calculated he was standing in the centre of the room when thoroughly entered his hands behind his back he had halted from pacing up and down at the slight sound at the door He came half the distance forward regarding Thurley piercingly, as she, half-dazed and wholly fascinated by his personality, filling all the room, gazed fixedly upon him while advancing. "'Miss Surley, I believe,' he said in German, the iron of his face relaxing in a mobile way as he discerned and comprehended her timidity of spirit. May I hope I am welcome in your home? Oh, very welcome, Thurley said impulsively, transformed at once to her frank and easy self by something cordial in his manner, and she held forth her hand in token of sincerity. With an older, more finished grace than that of the duke, he took it and raised it to his lips. "'I honour myself in the privilege of coming,' he assured her, looking her once more squarely in the eye. "'You were a little prepared for my visit?' "'I have been prepared for almost anything recently,' Thoroughly blurted honestly. "'I mean, of course Mrs. Van Kirk informed me when I returned this afternoon. "'So, will you not be more comfortable seated?' thoroughly inclined her head. And you will also be comfortable? He drew up a chair as she sank on a slender bit of Chippendale, and then sat only on its edge with a certain military alertness, as if expectant of the bugle's call and the hastening into action. "'You are perhaps a little aware of my mission here in America,' he said, with no further preliminaries by way of introducing his subject. You know I have come as an extraordinary representative of the court of Herzegossa? Yes, answered Thurley, a little faintly. I knew something of your dignity, uh, your mission, of course. Uh, Mrs. Van Kirk informed me. You know that uh, the kingdom of Herzogossa is very much distressed, almost disrupted by the unprecedented disappearance and absence from the court of Princess Servinia and the Grand Duke Carl Wilhelm? Thoroughly wondered whither his line of queries might be trending, but she saw no course but to answer straightforwardly. "'there was no sign as yet to guide her along a special path. "'I could scarcely be in ignorance of what you have stated—of some of it, I mean. "'But you may not know the gravity, the acute anxiety of the situation,' he told her quietly. "'I wish in particular to impress upon you the fact that Herzegosa is appalled.' is politically stricken to its utmost foundation by this calamity, that disaster stares her in the face, absorption, disintegration, I might say degradation and ruin, if her princess and the duke are not restored to their kingdom. I wish to arouse your profoundest sympathy with these facts, and to play upon every noble attitude of your nature thereby." He spoke with a feeling even deeper than that betrayed by Wenck in this very room, as the former representative pleaded with her to return to Herzegotha. Wenck had obviously believed herself to be princess. It did not seem creditable for half a moment that Baron von Hotchhaus could be similarly deluded, and yet she could not, from his impassioned speech, extract the slightest clue to his mind. She was much affected. Her sympathies were thoroughly aroused. She hardly knew what she must answer. She was almost on the point of revealing, then and there, her entirely American identity and helplessness in hurt Sagatha's situation. You, "'You certainly do arouse. I mean, you make me wish to help you all I can,' she said." I only wish you can help me greatly, here, to-night. And he interrupted eagerly the predicament of his country having wrought a miracle of transformation in the man to make him thoroughly human. I was certain of the goodness of your heart, thoroughly flushed. Thank you, but I am afraid you were not first. Let me ask you. You have seen the Duke here last night? Yes, uh, Mrs. Van Kirk and myself. Could you possibly tell me what he did, how he acted, when he saw you, what he said? Why, uh, he acted like anybody else. Was he pleased, surprised? Thurley's color mounted redly to her throat and cheeks. He said he was pleased, I think. I mean, he seemed to be glad. I mean, it is very hard for any young woman to claim, uh, to boast, to make a statement about anything like that. Naturally, agreed the baron, but he kissed your hand. He kept his eyes upon you. He enacted the role, pardon the query, of the accepted fiancée. Thurley's color became fairly scarlet. Why, I, I hardly know what anyone else might think. His eyes were very bright. I couldn't help noticing that. "'They were upon you rather constantly?' she nodded. But he was here a short time only. Yet he was not sad. He said he was not, in the least. Ah, perhaps he said he was happy.' The baron's anxiety in the Inquisition increased. Most any man feels obliged to say as much as that, was Thurley's naive reply. Could you possibly repeat exactly what he said in that regard? Why, uh, he really made his remark to Mrs. Van Kirk. He told her that when he arrived at noon he hated New York and... That night he loved all America. Ah! The Baron slid back in his chair, and his look of anxiety growing more pronounced. I had a fear. I had a fear of this. Thurley was intensely sympathetic. You fear he will not return? Tell me, he answered, his face slightly twitching as he spoke. Did he express the slightest desires that you... Go with him to Herzegotha. Thurley was certain the game begun in innocence was going much too far. She felt that to meddle in affairs of state, where a kingdom's agony was vividly revealed, was not to be warranted another moment for anything she and Alice might desire. The duke suggested something like— he seemed to think she faltered, observing distress more and more plainly inscribed on the baron's lineaments. Oh, I think I ought to tell you, Baron von Hotchhaus, that a startlingly loud and imperious knock on the door interrupted her speech and startled Thoroughly to her feet. The baron too had risen instantly; his face once more an iron mask, as he faced about to the door, which had opened. From without, Wank shot in with a military galvanism, accelerated by some worry almost foaming in his eyes. He was fearfully congested with something new that the Baron must instantly hear. The Baron, for his part, divining that something untoward had occurred, was keyed to a high celerity of speech. Pardon, he said to Thurley jerkily, may I crave your permission for a moment apart with Sheriff Wenck? Certainly thoroughly answered herself wide-eyed with wonder at it all, and she went to the farther end of the room, while a wink continued from his place by the door to bow and redden in her presence. The baron was at his side at once. "'What is it?' he demanded. "'Find your voice. No new ill-tidings of the duke?' "'Ill-tidings for them both.' Almost wailed poor Wink, his utterance, a rasping whisper for only the Baron to hear. Zagorsky with all her brood, Pelvin Jan, and others, is here in New York, the agent already shadowing Her Highness, and doubtless His Excellency night and day. You must make them to flee, or all for the kingdom will be lost. Zagorsky. Hmm. "'I feared it,' said the baron, instantly calm, now that the worst was thus baldly presented. "'We could find no trace of this woman on her usual associates after the princess had gone. "'Have you further news of the Duke?' "'None, none.' "'But this has overwhelmed me. Our customary safeguards are impossible here. The chances for violence are many.' Unless you can now persuade the princess-ah, there is hope, said the baron, interrupting another change abruptly coming on his face as he cast a quick glance in Thurley's direction. No sacrifice now could be too great to retrieve this uh, runaway pair. Leave me now and wait to go in half an hour. "'Wenk hesitated. "'But is there nothing I may do, no assistance I may offer? "'I must only wait?' "'You will thereby serve. "'Then go.' "'Forgotten Herzogotha, said Wink. his face betraying his emotions, "'and saluting, he bowed himself backward from the room. "'The baron returned to his former position "'and thoroughly glided up from the farther window, "'thoroughly determined on the course she had felt to be imperative.' "'Baron von Hotchhaus,' she said, at once resuming precisely where she had been interrupted. "'Do you not discern that I am not Princess Thervinia? "'If you do not, I must tell you so, and tell you how weak I am to help you. "'Perhaps I resemble your princess. "'It would seem I must, for all New York and even Herr Wank, "'have thrust this new identity upon me. "'Neither I nor Mrs. Van Kirk ever started this absurd mistake. If we have a little permitted others to delude themselves, it seemed an innocent diversion, but with all this serious entanglement this menace to your country, I cannot consent to another moment of this grave misunderstanding. The baron was watching her face with penetrative keen discernment of the character that lay behind her looks and words. He had shown not the slightest sign of surprise, nor the change of a muscle in his face. "'Thank you, Miss Early, for your candor, your spirit,' he said to her quietly. "'I knew at once that you were not a princess. You will pardon a gray old man, I am sure, for saying you are perhaps more beautiful, even more endowed with charm.' It was because I knew you were not Her Royal Highness that I ventured to hope for your assistance. Thoroughly felt her tension instantly released. Oh, I am glad you know. I've been so puzzled. I have felt so guilty. I've hardly known what I ought to do in such a situation. But as long as it seemed a harmless joke, it was fun, a temptation— to let it go on. "'Your position requires no explanation,' he assured her. "'I understand it perfectly, I am certain, moreover, of your sympathy, as well as your honest intent. "'I am here to implore your aid.' His gesture and the tone of his voice in that final sentence went straight to Thurley's heart. She knew not why. "'I can help you? But how?' "'What is it I could do?' "'Much, perhaps, very much indeed,' his gravity was obvious. First, let me ask you, did the Duke request that he might return again?' "'Well, yes, certainly. You see, I couldn't understand whether he'd been engaged to a princess, without having ever seen her first, as they sometimes do, I'm told.' or whether he really thought exactly, the baron interrupted in his quiet way that masked a certain eagerness to proceed with the matter at hand. I appreciate all of that also. Did you tell him he might return? Well, there seemed nothing else to do. I hardly knew how to refuse. You had no personal feeling, no suddenly ignited feeling toward... uh, in the interview, its outcome, his evident pleasure at some meeting, his desire to renew his addresses. Why, uh, he was nice, very interesting. It was flattering, I suppose, thoroughly uh, faltered, rosy of face again. I hardly had time to think, except that he was handsome and pleasant and a duke. The baron motioned her once more to her seat, then occupied his chair-edge as soon as she was settled. He altered his course to secure the information for which he was delicately feeling his desire to know how much or how little Thoroughly might have fallen love's victim to the looks and titles of her recent suitor. "'Today I saw you riding in the park with uh, Mr. Stiverant,' he said. "'Once I knew him well. "'I regard him as an exceptionally able and splendid young man.' "'Oh!' said Thoroughly, surprised at his swift abandonment of the former subject. "'He said he saw you at the time, and mentioned meeting you once in Berlin.' "'The Baron nodded. "'Do you feel a particular interest in Mr. Stiverance?' Uh, "'Pardon the question of an old man.' greatly concerned in everything at present pertaining to yourself. You doubtless have many admirers, but perhaps there is one. He left the sentence incomplete, thoroughly had reddened as before. Would it help in your dilemma to probe, uh, to know, won't you please tell me exactly how I may be of assistance?' I will be very frank, he answered, becoming aware that the open way was Thurley's way and candor the most expedient. If the young duke should fancy himself in love, if it should be no fancy, what would you uh, say to his addresses? What would you do? Thurley laughed. Oh, he couldn't do anything of the sort unless he thinks— Oh, why, he's only a boy. He's not an American. I should feel very sorry if it went so far. And I'm sure it never will. Ah, exclaimed the baron. I felt certain of your aid. Is it possible now to tell me when he will come? Well, I have no means of knowing that myself. The baron rose and paced about a little uneasily. Of course. But come, he will, and we shall learn. I arrive now at the point, Miss Thurley. I shall make a very important request. Thurley met his gaze unflinchingly. Yes. It is something about the Duke? Mm, that part presently. It is first that you continue as before— to enact the role of Princess Thurvania, that is to say, that you do nothing, state nothing, confess nothing, that in any manner disabuse the minds of those who now credit the stories that you are her Royal Highness. Thoroughly almost gasped. She had been prepared to abandon everything in any public manner the Baron might have desired. She had thought no other course tenable after to night. She had even feared the imposition of, which she and Alice had been passively guilty, had wrought great harm to Herzogotha, possibly, and constituted grave peril to its princess. Go on with this pretence, she said. You wish that wish me to occupy the place? Uh, do you mean to everyone?' To everyone. not confess to the duke, whom he, when he comes even that would be quite unnecessary. But why continue the fiction after this? she inquired wonderingly. Can it do any possible good to be of any benefit or service? Perhaps a very great service indeed, he assured her earnestly. I am not at liberty to explain except to say that You are already accepted almost officially as Princess Thervinia, and that Herzogartha may be immeasurably served and indebted if you will kindly consent to proceed as before. Disturb no beliefs already excited as to who and what you are. This you will promise to do? Thoroughly smiled at him girlishly. "'Well, of course I've enjoyed it. "'Any young woman would. "'If you knew how novel, how wonderful it has been to me, "'I've done almost nothing to bring it about. "'I admit I'd feel a little regret to, well, "'be stripped of all of it so suddenly, "'but I made up my mind to do anything to help her zagotha, "'for all her troubles are real and serious in mine.' all pretence not all pretence, he corrected her kindly. They are just as real, just as poignant as those of the kingdom. But may they be fewer and briefer. He held forth his hand, took Thurley's in his firm, dry clasp, and raised it as before to his lips. You deserve your throne and coronet, he added, I trust they will come one day. Thank you, said Thurley, but I feel as if I am being absurdly overpaid for having a very happy time. Her smile went straight to his heart. He knew of the dangers besetting the unsuspecting girl and felt a momentary pang at the element of heartlessness he was practicing in shielding the genuine princess and perhaps... Herzegovina's integrity behind this innocent instrument of the fates. Then the overwhelming gravity of the situation, and his own relentless and absorbing patriotism, for which he would have sacrificed a score of lives, his own included, this steadied him back upon his course, like an iron device on its rails." I could wish your happiness in absolute triumph always, he assured her sincerely. Be sure that every possible exertion will be made so far as I and my associates are concerned to secure that end. I have your agreement to continue as you were the reputed Princess thervinia if you wish it with all my heart to everyone no matter what may occur? Of course it could be no other way. He kissed her hand again. Auf Wiedersehen, he said, and she presently heard the hall door close when he and Wank had gone. End of chapter 30